the Dadcast, episode 29, The Clean Show. This week's show is brought to you in part by Jinx. Find out more about Jinx t-shirts by visiting us at twofatdads.com forward slash Jinx. Nearly live from the Wendy House studios of Alwa Bay, it's the Two Fat Dads Dadcast. I'm Francois Fortier, and joining me inside the Wendy House studios, as usual, is Mr. Eric Schultz. How are you, Eric? Very good. Settling into that uh, that Yeti? Yep. yep. Now, we, we, we've discovered the Yeti is very sensitive. So, Eric is sitting cross-legged on the Wendy House floor, and the Yeti is propped up on 16 styrofoam crates. So, if Eric moves, he gets shot. That's basically <laughs> the rule for tonight. Get up! Uh, also in the studio, Steve, stop nudging him. Mr. Magoo, how are you? I'm great. How's everybody? Good, good, good. So what have you um, So what have you been up to, Mr. Magoo? Stacking wood. Oh, as usual. <laughs> and that cheerful, cheerful chuckle coming over from his uh, manoir on the banks of the Richelieu. Yes. Mr. Ben Not Kenobi, how are you tonight? Not bad, thank you. Not bad. Admiring his woodshed, his wood, his wood rack, are you? Yes, I am. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Okay, okay. I'm hanging on. Ah. You guys hear that? Did you just crack open a beer? Yeah. That Another seems one? to me like... Another one. Is, oh, yeah. Hang on a minute. I am. Is that a Cheval Blanc? Uh, no, actually, today it's Alexander Keith's Premium White. Ah, exactly. With lemons. That's, uh. You know, that is a good beer, but I kind of still prefer uh, the McCoslin St. Ambroise to that one if I'm going to have a nice light drinking beer. And uh, let me just say how much I appreciate McCausland as a nice Montreal brewery. They are pretty nice. So if you're listening, McCausland, it's still not too late to sponsor the show. <laughs> McCausland is our favorite beer. Oh, yes. All right. So uh, before we get into the show tonight, I just want to, um, to, to put out a heartfelt apology if we, if we offended anybody with the last two shows by dropping our clean tag and going explicit. Um, we, there were there were more than a few f bombs, so I apologize for that. But we did make it clear in the tags that is explicit, and even above that, I think um, our intros were 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 clear enough that the show was not going to be a make your kids listen to show. Um, but the reason we did it is that um, whenever we have a guest in the studio or whenever we have a guest on on the show, we like to make them as welcome as possible, and we're not going to enforce our own. I, I don't know our own. Uh, standards or our own not even a standards i don't know what the right word is here steve but our own like uh show ethic is that the right no, word i think we're just le- letting people be who they really yeah, are exactly and That's and all. no one no one should ever censor pierre Luc this is a guy who no. is who is true as as he could possibly be he's he's an honest to goodness great guy and and so what if if uh if we all dropped and i think we dropped the f-bomb before he even did so i don't even care about that but uh it, it was a nice relaxed show and i think it it, it it turned out okay. It's not something we're going to do very often. Um, I have to admit that uh, we put it out on the Twitter um, this week, and uh, the the consensus was that uh, it's good to have a clean show. It means you're 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 kind of like okay to listen to it at work, and you're okay to listen to around the kids. Would you disagree, Steve? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, um, I, like uh, when I listen to stuff, uh, ours or anybody else's. Uh, if I'm at my desk, it's with my headphones. Uh, the only time I'll check the tags is when I'm at home with my laptop or if I'm streaming it, I'll make sure that it either has a clean tag or no tag uh, before I'll play it out loud, just in case you know my kids are walking by or something like that. But yeah, um, back to the other point is I think it's important for when we do have people on to feel that they can speak their minds and say what they need to say because our show is not scripted. We have you know a rough outline of the things we want to talk about, 
but we break that all the time. All the time. And I think what people appreciate from the show is the fact that it isn't scripted and it's just people talking from the heart. And I think if we don't do that, then we're not giving people the show that they're coming here for. So Yeah, we're not being honest with them. I have to admit, yeah. it's one, one, of the, one of the major things we've had with the show is that it is very, very much a, a, um, a raw kind of atmosphere. We, 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 we say it as it is. We have, a, we have, like I said, guiding notes throughout the show, but we don't go and read tags. We don't go read liners, and, and, and we don't want anybody to come onto the show and feel that they have to read from cue cards either. So if, if you're more comfortable just saying... You know, whatever you have to say, that's cool. That's cool with us. And 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 we've, like I've said to our, our last two guests, uh, Pierre Petsklag and Stephen Hackett, they're welcome to come sh- on the show anytime they want. No holds barred. No, I, I'd like them to come back to the show and really feel that they can say what they need to say and want to say. And I mean, if the guy wants to call a spade a spade, by all means, go right ahead. Exactly, exactly. So let's get that off our chest right away. If you see an explicit tag on, on the show, it's going to be explicit. I can I can guarantee it. If you see a clean tag, you can guarantee that it's it's safe. Um, it's not always going to be enjoyable for the children because we are very much geeks, but uh, it's going to be safe for the kids and and safe the children, for the children, the wives, the pets. The safe 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 for work. It's suitable for work, and and explicit definitely is not suitable for work. So that said, shall we get on with the show? Yes, let's. So one of the things that um, made my day today completely was um, I, I did a little rejig of our um, the way that we feed the show into iTunes. iTunes doesn't give us any kind of stats whatsoever. We have to get those all from ourselves, and, and getting them from the server logs can be quite quite of a chore. So uh, we, we've... Most most people who are in the industry, most people who have a blog, will use something called FeedBurner, which basically um, tallies the number of subscribers there are to the blog. So I rejigged it so our our blog now, our, sorry, our podcast now appears under a FeedBurner tag. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is just go into your iTunes and refresh as usual, and you will get the new show. It might break it into a separate own little section uh, in iTunes. Um, my, uh, Pretty much like it probably did for the for the explicit show last week, uh, but after that it'll just recalculate and everything will be fine and you don't you don't have to do anything else. So if you see that, don't be alarmed. We just did that. But as I was playing in iTunes, I went to the technology page and I, I scrolled down over to the gadget page because that's pretty much what what our show's listed under for gadgets, and we appeared number nineteen. Woo-hoo, I nice. was I was like, wow, that is really cool. I was I was a little bit in shock and I was a little, I was more than impressed and so I want to thank everybody who's taken the time not only to download to our show subscribe to our show on iTunes but also who took the time to rate our show so thank you to those who rated the show we appreciate your effort as usual thank you everybody thank you so thank you for helping us make us a, make make this a great show it, you you there's <sighs> When you produce a show, when you produce anything, when you make anything, when you create anything, whether it be uh, uh, a wood stack in your garden, <laughs> Steve, I'm going to keep on about that forever. <laughs> or hey, you know or, what? I, I got some good ratings on that. <laughs> or you get a, or 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 a podcast, or even if you write a blog article, if one person just turns around and says they liked it. It, it brings a smile to your face and it can change your whole outlook for the rest of the day. So uh, thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. And we appreciate the regulars who listen all the time. Stuart, UK, we really, really appreciate you being there for us um, every single show, even when we, we put on our crappy English accents and, uh, and, and drop a few F-bombs. So thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners. It's well appreciated. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll continue to, to, to have some great shows for you guys in the, in the, in the next year and, and, and onwards. So, so the podcast is doing well. We're happy doing it. 
will continue to do it. Um, I guess I was joking before, if we can get guys like McCausland on board, even better. If not, we're still going to be here. We're still going to be drinking their beer. So don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about somebody who will never sponsor the show. Um, (laughs) Last week, week I got fed up. Um, I had uh, seven years of being being lied to, of being uh, badly billed, of being, uh, have my service disconnected, interrupted, uh, satellite dish broken, have it fall off my roof, have my internet crackle, have my phone line buzz. I'd, I'd had enough of the of, of the Stockholm syndrome. I was suffering from from being one of Bell's clients, and I kicked them out for good. They're gone. Yay! See ya. They're, they're gone. I can no longer talk to Bell. It got to the point where um, they had promised me to put in this great big pipe into our house, right? And great big internet pipe, and they were supposed to deliver on the Thursday, and that would have been great. And they didn't deliver. The modem never showed up. And when I called to question it, the guy said, "Oh well, you're only on a on a on a on a le- lesser." Um, thing and we're not we didn't see it and oh and the price isn't what we agreed with you on and even me quoting the 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 case number and the last employee number that employee never put the notes in properly and it never basic, do and I never got and I never got the service that I was promised so uh, so I said to the guy I said I said honestly this is this sucks this is the worst service in the world I've I've been. <sighs> And I just, you know, I blew it. I, I blew a gasket. I started uh, shouting and uh, and uh, was was probably, no, you know, uh, not one of my proudest moments in my life. <laughs> but uh, but understandable. But at one point, and and it's been, it's you know, ever since we moved into the current house, uh, we've had nothing but issues with Bell. But uh, understandably, after uh, a 25-minute hold period of being told that he was getting my, his supervisor, and this is like at the at the, one of the high levels, we went straight to retentions, straight to cancellations, because I had that retention code number. I was at that level already, and the guy says, my supervisor was only available um, tomorrow. Uh, no, he's only available for you in half an hour. So I waited online, I waited online. And he comes back, he goes, he goes, my supervisor will call you in two days. And this is a Friday night, I've been promised internet service for the weekend, I'm not getting it. I was getting, you, you've, I've tweeted about the, um, the, the speeds I was getting, I'm, I was paying for five megabytes, and I was getting 0.29 up. So this was not, uh, 0.29 down, this was not a good time for us. So I said, uh, I said, seriously, if your guy is going to call me into two week, in two days, you better tell him to call Videotron, because that's where I'm going to be. And the guy didn't flinch. He didn't care. And I said, okay. And he goes, he goes, he goes, that's it. I'm going to Videotron. I'm canceling my line uh, and that'll, that'll be done. So I called Videotron. I said, I'm moving over. And they, and they they told me, don't cancel anything with Bell yet. We'll transfer your phone number over. And when everything's good and clear, we'll, we'll, you can go in and, and cancel your TV and your internet at the same time. So I've been on Videotron for two weeks. I have not had to reboot my modem. I have not had a scratchy phone call. I ha- I can watch all the TV shows I want. Uh, I don't have to worry about, uh, about you know, uh, insanely com- 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 complex things. Uh, it was it was a fantastic install. The technician was super super nice, and even highlighted a problem I had on my router, which was that I had uh, restricted my bandwidth of upload to a lesser thing. So, they they, they were great. And so far, uh, the honeymoon with Videotron is still on. I'm still very happy about it, and that's How's it. How's your download speed? My download speed is 15 megabits per second. Or 15.5, actually, the last time mm. I checked. And my upload is 1.2 on most days. So it's Barely. more than, it's actually more than what they advertise. 
Feels um, nice, eh? I, and I downloaded, uh, I downloaded an update to uh, Logic Express today. Uh, it was 259 megabytes. It took just under three minutes. Bingo. You know what? Can't argue with that. And can you watch TV when it rains? I can, I can watch. <laughs> I can watch TV when it rains. Uh, and uh, better yet. Has your TV connection fallen off the roof? No, my TV connection has not <laughs> fallen off the roof. I do have one little bit of to object on that is that when they they, they had to run, we I finally got cable installed into our bedroom, and uh, and so they ran the cable. I had to run it just underneath our aluminum siding, and then up aluminum siding and into the house, and they cocked it with some black caulking. So I, I went outside and looked at the guy. I said. You're, you're kidding me, right? This is not acceptable. You just put a great big black dot in the middle of my my nice white aluminum siding. And the guy goes, oh, oh, well, that's all I had. So we better call your supervisor because you're going to Home Depot. <laughs> so <laughs> so he did. Send him over to my place. So I had he, a whole selection. I, I don't. I don't. So he did. He called a supervisor, went to Home Depot, came back and did it, and 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 put it up, and that was fine. It, it it's not like it's not the kind of job that me and Steve would have done. But it's still better than anything that Bell have ever done. So, I was actually very impressed with the the guy's uh, initiative, and and uh, you know, and and then they they call you. Do you get this, Steve? They call you and make sure everything was okay afterwards. Yep. Yeah, and they they may even call you to send somebody over to uh, recheck the line um, power and that type of thing at a certain point. Cool. And get ready in about uh, a month or two. You're going to start getting uh, letters from Bell because they have to wait a certain amount of time. Six before months. You can... Oh, is it six, six months? months? I think. I think. I think it's six months. Or it could I be six was weeks. a month. I thought it was a month or two or three before they can resolicit your business. And once they stop, they will start. They, they will, will never stop. stop. I'm, I'm going to send a lawyer's letter the first time they do that, telling them that they're harassing me now. Because I've suffered uh, from for seven years of Stockholm syndrome, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to have that backed up by a psychologist. If never, if I, I happen to know one down the street, Norm <laughs> is <you> awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know. Seriously though, if anybody, um, <laughs> if anybody doesn't know what Stockholm syndrome is, look it up on Wiki. So that's uh, we maybe put a link to it in the show notes. <laughs> The picture of Bell, uh, or that would be that. Would that picture of you in a straitjacket. Would that would that be considered libel or slanderous? I'm not sure, but it's uh, it's honest. So there you go. I, I was saying I actually had a I posted a comment on a blog somewhere I can't remember what, and, and the person replied back to me. They're like, uh, I'm I'm going to release your comment, but I had to edit it because you were a little too like the, so you were a little too explicitly anti a certain company. And we can't have that on our blog. So what? It's a comment, really. It's it's unless the, the editors, the authors, actually doing it. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So. I, actually, that's that's actually going down a bit of a slippery slope because when you stop being when you you stop being the um, an entity that just puts information up, but you start editing that information, I think the shield laws in the U.S. stop applying to you. So if you if you do start editing and censoring information that goes up on your website, then what they can say, well, whatever you go, goes up there is curated by you and now you're responsible for it. Whereas if you just let people post up, um, you know, willy-nilly, then they could sue the person who posts it, but not the person who hosts it. Now, does, does that apply to us blocking spam or what we consider to be spam? Uh, no, but if you start, uh, you know, editing the content then you're changing the presentation of the comments, then it can it could uh, impact you. 
You're changing, you're changing the original message. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, it's, for me, what I what I can't stand is 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 spammy stuff that comes on our site, and and they basically say, uh, "Great post, I love read you yeah. site," just like that, and then it's With like you know, bobswoodchipper.com yeah. or something like that. You know, so it's like, no, what? Forget it. You're not no, going to the uh, site. You know, you the, the type of thing they're they're referring to is, oh, I hate I hate company ABC. They kill babies, and then you say, okay, you know what? We're just going to write the part that says, I hate company ABC. And just put three dots afterwards, you know, edited yeah. for whatever, you know, our terms of service or, or whatnot. Um, at that point, then they're saying, well, well, you've edited it. So now you're responsible for everything that's on your site and the shield laws no longer. It brings up a good point, actually, because there's a lot of there's a lot of blogs out there who refuse to have comments whatsoever. Stephen Hackett doesn't have anything on Fork Bomber at all. Neither does uh, um uh, John Gruber's Daring Fireball. Uh, there are no comments on that whatsoever. If you want to comment on their blog, you either get yourself a blog of your own and then and then link to it, and then you can rant and rave all you like, or you you take it up on the on Twitter or uh, or any of the social media. So there, there's that aspect of it, and then there's our aspect of like you know what? Sometimes it furthers the discussion, especially in the case of our, of our infamous TomTom <laughs> GPS articles. They. They they keep coming back and back and back and giving us more and more and more information. We're going to keep posting that. We're going to keep putting up those comments and keep keep distributing it as much as possible. But you're damn sure that you know if you put in uh, "I hate company ABC, they kill babies," we will not let that go. Um, that's no, just no, not we right. We will also not like, down edit it to you know make no, it fit. No. It either fits or doesn't fit. Yeah. yeah. It's a fine line. It's, you know what? And, and, and it boils down to something I like to, I like to refer to our chief, of, uh, chief executive of Angry as, as common yep. sense, uh, which he's going to be putting up a whole bunch of, uh, of articles very soon about common sense. Like uh, there's going to be one about, about uh, uh, eat food to still live. Uh, <laughs> something like that. And I think we'll do, we'll do some good job about, uh, you know, rival life hacker on that one. Uh, <laughs> Possibility. Okay, so that's my uh, that's my uh, my annoyance with Bell. It's finally out and over with. You won't hear me say anything more about Bell and the residents ever again. They're done and done for. I've gone to Videotron. I'm leaving them behind. And if you decide to go with Bell afterwards, that's completely up to you. If you think you that's a good company for you, that's fine for you as well. But yeah, not in my house. Your boat, go right ahead. <laughs> if I could, yeah, if, if I can make one house. recommendation. You're going to need yeah. something now to focus your rage on, uh, be it a sport, um, a hobby, a politician. You're going to have to refocus that somewhere. So uh, Shoveling. Shoveling the driveway. Yeah. Soon enough. Soon maybe, enough. I'm just, maybe, maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just going to be a nicer guy. Maybe, maybe the, the problem with my rage was that it was all somebody else's fault. You know, maybe I was just reactionary. Maybe now that there's nothing, not that 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 source of of annoyance in my life, I might not be such an angry it's a bastard. Possibility. <laughs> or I could just take it out on the Habs not playing so well this year. <laughs> they started off great. Yeah, they had three good games. That's a good start, I guess. They're still top okay, of the guys, division. Uh, just behind what seventy five games left. Let's relax. It's not. It's not baseball, no, is it? But still. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. That's my that's my uh, that's that's my that's my bell moment of the week, and and it's done Brought for. You so by. <laughs> the good people at Telus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. And and uh, note to the editors: this is where Ben comes in with that doesn't suck half as bad as what happened oh, to me at the break. <laughs> I, I missed that segue. <laughs> The, the, the cues were subtle. The cues were, were subtle, but they were there. Yeah, absolutely. I did not see them. Sorry. I was waving my arms around in the basement here, and uh, no one was looking my way. 
I, I'm not we're all putting move. little extra dots and spaces on on the on the Bell's angry and Ben's angry brick uh, rant. And uh, <laughs> I tried to wink my eyebrows, but I started getting a shock. So <laughs> funny thing Don't happened move. to me. No, I if anybody's read the the blog article on on our site, there was a very funny phone call, very stupid phone call that uh, came in uh, this afternoon, and. Uh, for once in my life, I decided to pick it up and, okay, who are you people? What do you want? I mean, the, the phone number was unknown, so I answered anyway. And I get this creepy, cold, metallic voice that says, hello, Ben, we are the brick and blah, 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 blah. Starts spouting yada, 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 yada. I hang up because I don't do automated messages because you know they're trying to sell you something or they're trying to get you, you know, we're in the area or we're doing something, whatever. So I hang up. But then I think about it for a minute. And I say, wait a minute. This call is directly related to the last uh, purchase that I, I did in the, at the store because our, our washing machine here, uh, the pump blew and it was water all over the place. So urgently needed you know, a, new, uh, a new washer. Go down there and I buy it. And I tell the guy, I go, listen, I go, you're telling me that because for whatever reason, I have to wait around for two weeks to get my, uh, my washing machine. I go, this is not exactly great customer service. I mean, I need it now. I don't need it in two weeks, you know? So the customer, the, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the salesman says, well, that's, that's the way we do things. Okay, fine. I'll accept it. I don't have a choice. Uh, because at that point, we've gone to some other stores, and the prices are wrong, the, the customer service is wrong, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, For I, the guy was actually, he was a nice guy, he was down to uh, the nitty-gritty, because he knew exactly what he was talking about, he told me everything I needed to hear, and he explained everything as I was questioning him. No, uh, I have to talk to my supervisor, no, nothing like that. He knew he knew his stuff. Okay. So two weeks goes by, get the washing machine, everything works. Thank you very much. This is four months down the line. I, I said two in the, uh, the original blog, but it was four months down the line. And I get this phone call today. So I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I'm a customer. I was a paying customer. I paid cash for the damn thing. And here you guys are calling me four months later with an automated message who is you know, calling me by my first name and telling me that you've, you're, you're, you know, selling something. Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you giving me the opportunity to attack you in your customer service, in the way that you deal with me as a paying customer? You see, if you would have called me and somebody flesh and blood on the other side, I, I don't care. I don't care what language you speak, whatever, flesh and blood, not an automated message. I might have listened. I might have. If not, I would have said, well, thank you, but no, and hung up because I'm polite. I don't spit in people's faces. I don't scream at them. I just tell them no, and that's it. But instead, I get something that's, you know, cold, calculated, and just to get a rise out of me. It just oh, it makes my skin crawl because... I want to feel, if, if I'm going to be treated like a customer, treated specially, I want them to tell me, you're a special person, you're a special customer, we want you to come back, therefore, 
we're going to make you feel good. We're going to make you an offer that you can't refuse, that you're going to have to come down the store and see what we've got. But you're not doing this. You know, you're telling me that, well, you're no good because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to spend the money on an employee to talk to you because you're not worth it. Uh, so instead, I'm going to use an automated voice message. Uh, I'm not going to respect you because I'm going to call you by your first name, even though I don't know you. I mean, myself, when I speak to somebody that I hardly know, I still call them Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. or whatever. You know, I'm being polite. But this, this is past the respect point. It's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty poor really. If, if if you're calling me to do anything, if you're calling calling me to do anything whatsoever, do not do not try to say, "Hey, bonjour, François." Ah, ah, right. ah, don't know. No, me. you don't know. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like I I go to uh, I I go like even even to clients' meetings, right? Where like you know the guy says, "Hi, my name is uh, Bob Vila." I'll go, "Hi, Mr. Vila," and he goes, "No, no, please call me Bob." Then I call. Well, him yeah, Bob. well, because now you're you're establishing a rapport with somebody. But in this, and, exactly. and you've been, you and you've been given uh, tacit uh, permission to do so, right? Like exactly. I said, call me yeah, Bob. Exactly. So right. it's important. But you know, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling for the the unemployed Cylon that called you. Um, <laughs> I mean, they have a place too, right? They they have have a whole yeah. It's yeah, Caprica. Caprica. That's where they belong. <laughs> oh, and uh, side note, by the way, when we come back to the Caprica thing, did you know that the show was canceled? Okay. Thank God. There, that's all I needed. To yes, say. yes, it's all Steve's fault. Yeah, I stopped Carry watching on. their viewership drop by half. You and Ryan Block. But you know, coming back to all this, I mean, it's it's just that you know, people, these companies, especially the big box, they think that we have a very limited supply of brain cells because we remember when somebody does us wrong or doesn't treat us the way we want to be treated, we remember. We're not retards, you know, even though we might look like one, we're not. Okay, that's, that's twice you know? now. You got one more retard this show. Oh, yeah, that's it. It. there goes a clean tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, that's not, re- <laughs> no, retard's fine. It's just that you can't use it more than, oh, now we've done it. No, okay, that's it, no, no more retards. retards. Okay. Oh, I did it again. If but you, you know what, Ben? It's it's clear that they don't care about you or me no, or, no, or anybody or else. Anybody. As a customer, no. what they are doing, though, is they're trading off the ability to you know, have a connection with the customers that they already have versus let's hit a million people and That's hope right. to catch 10. That's right. right? That's As right. opposed to saying, let's really work hard with these 20 and hopefully get 10. That's the spamming attitude, right? You know, let's send out 7 million and try to get maybe one or two. You know, who it's ridiculous. Who are these people that answer spam? And, and, and who are they? Because I want to know. People with really, 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 really bad erectile dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's probably the same people that order stuff at midnight off of uh, those infomercials, those right? infomercials, they, yeah. Are you not supposed to do that? You're not no, supposed you're not. to do that? You have to wait till one o'clock. I gotta that's how I got that's how okay. I got this microphone. <laughs> Stop it. But you see, even though they're 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 gonna send out a million of these messages and maybe try to get ten answers, what if you actually do send out twenty and get ten? You know, what if you actually talk to somebody on the other line and say, you know what? You have that was a winning pitch. I'm gonna go see what you guys have. But you're not taking that chance. You know, I mean, I could sit here and say, you know what? You guys really screwed up because all I have in my living room right now is a TV and one couch. That's it. We moved in not too long ago. So, I mean, the whole house is right now is on studs. 
After we're done, we have to redecorate. We have to get new furniture all over the place because we've got nothing left. We went from a three and a half downtown to here, which is a big house. I've got nothing, you know? So, I mean, this, we're, we're talking about what? Let's just say, let's just say 10 grand. Well, it's 10 grand I'm going to give somebody else. Well, and he should, and he should. I mean, and this is kind of like going back to what I was talking about with with uh, with Bell. You, you, as a consumer, the only thing we can do anymore is talk mm-hmm. with our money. And and if you get a crappy service, and and if 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 uh, if, if um, some kind of food delivery guy drives up onto your lawn, then you go somewhere else. You know, you take your money and you put it that's somewhere right. else. And that's the only thing we can do. We can't complain because yep. they don't care. Or or if we do complain, the guy's going to delete the call. Well, which or he's going to delete which the, is the exactly notes what I wrote on or blog. whatever. I say, whoever's reading this who's yeah. going to hit the delete key, well, just read on anyway. You might learn something and then do what you want. I'm very curious what kind yeah, of response ridiculous. I'm going to get out of this, though. It'd be, it'd be interesting. The, the, the and and if if you get a response, I'll, I'll be quite I'll be quite impressed. I got one time somebody actually responded to me about complaining about some kind of some kind of service and and but you know the damage had been done and I kind of like didn't feel like going back anyways. You know when you complain about a food okay when you complain about a restaurateur and how badly they screwed up, get, get, be ready never to go That's back right. there again because you know that even if they give you a good deal, they're gonna spit it, in your food. If only that. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny though. It's not complicated. If you make your customer feel special, you don't have to treat them special. If you make them feel that they're special, they will buy from you. If, sure. if, you, if you invite them to a after-hours secret sale, well, all you're doing is you're inviting a bunch of people. Maybe you can do it like every night for 52 weeks, but you get this card saying you're invited to a after-hours secret sale. You feel like you're part of a club. You feel like, you, you know, for some reason you were picked. Yeah, and you'll walk in there. Yeah, I remember years ago, we got one from the audio center and we were shopping for TVs and a home theater amp and, and that type of thing. But we were very price conscious at that point about what we wanted to buy and not buy. And we found an amp that we absolutely loved, but it was mentally expensive at the time for us and we got the secret sale thing we went and we said well we probably can't afford anything but we'll we'll check it out and we got the amp for i think 40 percent off or something mm. it was just at our threshold of affordability but at the same time you're you're motivated to buy almost because you're con- you're conditioned to preconditioned walking in but at the same time it's something you wanted and now you have that excuse to buy it That's so right. they, the foot the door effect there is multiple ways to get the customer not only in the door and holding the product, but making them feel special. You know, uh, remember their name and something you know about them. Saying, "Hey, I noticed you're not ri- driving your red car anymore," or uh, you know, "Or how's that thing with your dog working out?" You just remember one thing, and and it's incredible how people relate to that type of thing. And to be a good salesman in a store, whether you're selling skateboard decks or you know cars. The good salesmen aren't the you know the the sort of used car you know hey how's it going kind of guys. Right. It's the ones that'll make eye contact, shake your hand, bring you to the product, and and, and relate to you somehow. And That's right. people have known that for years and decades uh, and millennia probably. But why don't they re- reinforce that in their sales force and the retention people 
and, and, and so forth. And it's because the it's because the, the the Herb Tarlek, the Herb Tarlek, you know, the the, the sleazy deal with WKRP sales guy, um, um, sales mo- model is so much easier to implement uh, than 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 actually training somebody to do a good job. A good salesperson isn't made. He's he's that person to begin with. We talked about this a little bit when we were talking about narrators a few weeks ago. The the really good communicators, the the Steve Jobs, the Richard Branson's, the uh, the, the Stephen Fry's, these are people that communicate to you on a one-to-one level. The same thing happens with good salespeople. We have this one salesperson at work. The guy is just charisma all over. You can't help but like the guy. And he's a super smart guy, but he plays on that charisma every single time. He knows how many kids you have. He knows what you like to do on the weekends. He knows everything about you. Even if you're never going to, he's never going to sell anything to you directly, he works with you. And therefore, he's going to know something about you. And you don't feel that he's a sleazy guy in a plaid jacket. You just think to yourself, damn, that guy is a nice guy. Well, it's disarming. It, 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 it takes one or two levels of defense down so that they can gain your trust that much easier. And that's the trick, right? Um, it's no secret. So this week in Inside Sales. That's, that's <laughs> Brought to you by Salesforce.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's what to look. Uh, that's what you have to look out for, really, when you uh, when 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 you go into kind of that kind of those those kind of environments and stuff like that. And I really feel for you, Ben, because it's it's crap, and I hate telemarketing whatsoever. Whatsoever. And when we went with the Videotron package, we dropped caller ID, we dropped message center, we dropped all this kind of stuff, and we're going to go with the old school, um, the old school Pick mentality, it up and see right? What so if it's if. If if it's an old well, if it's an odd kind of kind of time of the day, okay. don't answer the phone. If it's <laughs> if it's uh, and there's nothing wrong with picking it up and hanging up again, uh, <laughs> either. But uh, you know, or the, and then we're probably gonna get a we're probably gonna get a a hard you know um, an old like one an all in one phone that has the voicemail in it to right. begin with. You know, and, and and what do I really need to save them on some service for fourteen days? Why am I paying six dollar tax a month uh, a month for somebody from some somebody or some salesperson to tell me they got a great deal? You know, so we're gonna we're, we tried to cheapen our options to begin with, but it also gonna mean that we're gonna be doing a lot of hello. No, look, this is a bad time. Take me off your list. Goodbye. That's all. Bang. But that's the trick, right? And it's simple you, as that. You've got to tell. You've got to use those words. Take me off your list, because if you just say yeah. to them, "No, I'm not interested." Then it's like, oh, so you are interested, just not right now. So we'll call you back again in six weeks or whatever. That's it, right? So, so I have, I now have a second email address that I give out. Uh, I give out to um, when I go to stores and ask you, and they they fill out the registration, and all that, and they ask you for your email address. I give them a, a, a separate one completely, and basically that one. You know, I know where that came from, and I know where, and I know what's going on with that one. And if I get harassed from there, I know exactly yeah, who I right. gave it to. Well, you know that with Gmail, you can put a plus, exactly, and put whatever you want. But the other thing I found is, yeah. is Gmail spam filters are so good. I don't care anymore. I'll I'll give out my Gmail address, and if I get spammed one one piece of mail a month, you know. Well, this this is this is the funny thing. Bell tried to get, reach out to me sixteen times, and all went spam. <laughs> so. Well, see, it's a bit of the problem because I mean, I never give out these kinds of information uh, to, to to anybody. I'm very, very, very yeah. You're very, very private with your private information. And the only way they got my phone number is because for the delivery that was going to happen two weeks later. That's the only reason why they have my phone number. 
You know, I mean, they, they, they said, well, you know, we have to call you or, or something to, to, to figure out, to find out if you're really, you know, at home. And, the, and that's, one of the, that's one of the things I kind of wish that we had Google, um, you know, Google uh, Voice or Google phone calls, you know, the Google Voice service uh, with a number here in Canada, because you could give that number out. And then you, you would get a text message saying, you know, like, sleaze Bob. First of all, it, you know, automated messages never go yeah, through the right. Google Voice thing. But you'd get, you'd get an automated text message saying, you know, like, sleazy Bob wants to sell you some carpets. <laughs> Um, and then you could just choose to ignore it. And then you know what? If it doesn't work out that well, you get a new Google number, right? <laughs> so it's not your home number. It's not your personal ID number. Like you know, I remember as a kid, that was it. You were you that that was your phone number was it. And if and if you gave it to the wrong people and you got these some kind of weird phone calls, then you know you had to change everything. And you don't want to do that anymore. That's why nobody gives that phone right. numbers anymore. I use a burner phone. A burner. A burner phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that, and that's what Google Voice is in the states. It's a bit of a burner phone, you know, and and. I kind of wish we had that in Canada, but Canadian CRTC law says you can't have burner phones. You know, we, we'd much rather kiss up to Bell every, every chance we get. Well, one thing I, uh, I I like with uh, with Google is not only can you do the plus spam or plus you know car salesman, but you can also as soon as you have a you know John Doe at Gmail dot com, you also own John Doe at Gmail dot com or um, any number of periods inside that word basically google doesn't care about the periods on the left of the yeah, at the symbol permutation. so yes yeah, so you could say you you could say you know john uh, john dot do dot bob no no right? what i what, what you can do is you can do j dot o dot h dot n dot do at gmail.com or just j dot ah. on dot do you know basically it, as far yeah, as the different the different permutations within the uh, within the, the the name itself yeah as john doe with any number including zero amount of periods inside basically gmail drops them all which and the benefit of that is that you can give you know uh, uh, you know put a period if you want when you're entering a contest or, or whatever and you don't even because some places don't accept the plus spam or plus contest yeah. so you can put a period well, also some, some people read through that you know some people are actually kind of yeah. smart on there on so, there so you know you can actually take your whole name concatenated together with no period in between and no that's the one you give out to, to salespeople. but the side benefit of that is that nobody could sort of you know sidewind you and take John Doe at gmail.com and then accidentally get emails that should go to you because your friend mistyped your email address. So I, I have a dot in the middle of my email, of my Gmail address. I've always, you know, and that's one, something I chose because I, I used to have a high, an underscore in my Hotmail address. So when I went to Gmail, I didn't want the underscore anymore. So I, I did my name dot my last name. So does that mean that it will. Uh, it means you own about seventeen or twenty different email addresses at Gmail. So, so, so does it mean I, I own my email address without the, without yep. the dot? So I could just drop that dot from now on, and it would still work. Yep. I'm gonna have to start using that. I didn't know that was even. I didn't know that. I've been telling people dot dot, and they sometimes give me the weird look. I've been schooled today. Thank you, Steve. That's my Google tip of the day. Wow, I'm 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 actually rather impressed. As something I did not know, I was like, "Oh man, a damn thing! Stupid dots always been there for years. It doesn't even need to be there." <laughs> Check your inbox. <laughs> so you know what? Going around and around with uh, the old, the old uh, customer service, uh, the, the customer service thing, and it's something it's something that we've done at at at, at Two Fat Dads more and more over the years. Is like you know we we love our gadgets, we love our phones, and we hate bad service. So uh, you know we will out you every Absolutely. chance we get. Absolutely. <laughs> 
So <laughs> it's not like a warning that we want to be treated very well. It's a warning that you should be acting very well to everybody in the world because if 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 a fat dad calls up and says, "Hey, I got screwed by, you know, you know, or or something's not wrong, we'll we'll look into it." You know, we're not going to be vigilantes about it or anything else, but you know, people need to learn to be ethical in their dealings with customers and and they also learn to to know how to treat customers properly. You know, it's a basic survival for good That's business. Right. I've uh, developed a strategy for customer service. Um, if I want to cancel, I will cancel. If I want to get a slightly better deal, I will call retention. If I want to complain about something, I do it on Twitter. Yep. And Twitter, they can't. You know what? Bell never answered a single one of my, complain- my complaints on you know Twitter. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, there are some companies. I don't care if they don't answer. I just know that it'll get seen. And if they're if they're yeah. not going to look at what people are saying on Twitter, then they have a blind spot that some junior VP hasn't thought of yet that everyone else is aware of. Uh, you know, you complain on Twitter about you know at company.abc. Wow, you know what? My package arrived mangled. I hate you. Give it five minutes, and you're going to have a, a message saying, hey, how can I help you? What can we do? Because they know the second you type that, then your 100 friends will see it. They'll retweet it, and their 100 friends will see it. Next thing you know, there's 10,000 people that know that company ABC Shipping you know, uh, gives you Fuck. mangled packages. And that is 9,999 9, more people than when you call customer service, and then they don't put the notes properly in their database. So to me, it's way more effective. You get a quick response, and sometimes you get free swag. <laughs> You're the you are the, the king, king of swag. Free swag, <laughs> all hell. <laughs> but it is effective. So that is rather. It funny. is effective. It, it is a good strategy. It is a good strategy. It it depends. It and, and it depends on what you're doing going on. Because I had complained. I had blogged about Gary Fong doing. You know that my my puffer broke on my thing, and and I never got any kind of. I got a reply from Gary Fong, and then I, I went through the motions. He he recommended on it, and I and I got nowhere with me. And then basically, I re- removed all my recommendations for for Gary Fong in the future. But, you may have prevented a um, hundred people from buying that same puffer. In which case, I'm hoping so. In which case, uh, you know that's a hundred less sales on his side that you con- contributed to help. So, if you didn't get justice uh, for yourself, it got paid forward. That's right. Uh, justice was served somewhere people. else with something. Exactly. So, yeah. there's something something cathartic about Twitter that you don't get from customer service. And I think that's um, that's a great tool uh, as consumers that we have uh, at our, our disposal right now. It is a great tool because and, it's, it, and this it's is one way that propagates a problem. And if there is no solution to be found, at least it propagates the, the problem. And then you tell two friends, then they tell two friends, then they tell two friends. So and that not way, only that, but it's searchable. Somebody else could say, true. you know what? Why did my box show up? You know, and then they'll Google, they'll not Google, but they'll, they'll, they'll do a search and they'll say, oh, you know what? I'm not the only one. That's and right. next thing you know, you realize there's a whole community out there that are receiving busted boxes mm-hmm. and you know, maybe something can be done about it. Hashtag, uh, so, baby. Hashtag. Yeah. No, I, I completely, I, I completely agree with everything you guys are saying. It's absolutely right. But I mean, there are some companies that just won't look in it. We, we, we we're lucky where we've dealt with a couple of few companies that are like we know that Rogers, um, Rogers Elise and Rogers Miranda, Miranda were reading stuff and they and they know what they're doing and they're doing a good job with it, and and that's great. And we know the Griffin Tech guys are doing it too. But and these are also, I mean. And and I've not been one to compliment Rogers very often, so 
take note. But uh, that's something that some certain companies are doing very well, and not every company can do it, or not every company even wants to do it. And I don't even know why. Like, um, Bell made a huge rant about about Twitter and and all the uh, all the the social medias when they're trying to sell the phones. Not once have I seen anything on any of those medias from them. So you kind of got to take that in 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 part and parcel as well um but the same thing with some of the some of the big car companies or some companies are, are, are in real crap like did bp do anything whatsoever to respond to like you know the all the all the crappy bp twitter stuff absolutely not no. yeah, but there's, there's also a, uh, the, no they sent out a lawsuit they sent out a lawsuit to bp what was it that, that you were following uh, steve global BP? pr yeah yeah they sent out a lawsuit to those guys cease and desist and the guy and twitter says well they're not doing anything different and they're not doing anything illegal and it's actually kind of funny so the hell with you (laughs) there's also the plausible deniability clause that these big companies use because they don't want to put their foot in their mouths and then you know put their finger through the machine going "Uh oh we screwed up we said something that we weren't supposed to say and now it's out there you know i mean damage control is one thing but when you have a dedicated individual who's going to take care of these problems, let that individual do what they got to do. But if you've got a junior somebody somewhere who doesn't know anything, they might just say the wrong thing and just cause the, the ship to sink. But that's the thing yeah. is, is these companies that have uh, online presence like Twitter people, uh, you know, social media groups, they're not telemarketers that they, they put behind computers. These are people that are basically an extension to their PR group. And they have, be, yes. they have, I don't want to say scripts, but they have marching orders. They have things that they can and can't say. And you can tell when they say, oh, you know what? I'm going to look that up. I'll get back to you because they, they absolutely want, probably want to consult with their, their PR group, their legal group, uh, you know, any other group that they need to internally before they give you your answer. But if it was just the customer service type people, then, you know, can you give that much power to a person? Maybe not. Maybe they're just there to answer a question, but be non-committal. Most of the people I've dealt with online, you can tell that they've been through a certain amount of training. They have uh, social media savvy. Uh, They know how the stuff works. Uh, They will not put Herb Tarlek on the other end of a Twitter account. (laughs) You know that off the bat. So... Never. But to put something together like that, you don't do that in 10 minutes. You don't do that in a day. That's something that you have to plan the department out. You have to de- plan the message, the yeah. approach. You have to have somebody... You have to have somebody in marketing and PR uh, up up at top who really yeah, who knows what to They're do. Because not just competent, but they they, they have to have well, some savvy. You know, they have the to know savviness. I mean, one goes with the other. No, because you can have a very good marketing person who 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 is just not in tune at all with the social medias, and they still can do a very very good job putting together marketing sure, sure. efforts and doing and doing that kind of stuff. But to to be able to pull that off successfully the way that and I'm going to use Griffin Tech because they did a really good job with with with, with from what Steve was saying uh, to have the the kind of the kind of uh, and that could for all we know the Griffin Tech guys could be the president you know he could just have that kind of thing to heart and it's usually from the top down those kind of things it's usually the one guy who's using that using that media who's who's really high up and says you know what I don't want people t- talking badly about my product 
and he'll he'll initiate it and 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 it'll it'll it always comes from the top down it's not one of those things that some kid is going to get hired and says you know what i think we should do a social media effort i think it'd be really good if we went on the social medias and told people how great we were because he's going to be complaining up to some president who's not going to care anything about it and it says social media why do i want to be on facebook well let's let's put a put we'll put a coupon on facebook and it'll be end of that no i mean it's got to come down from somebody who actually cares about the what people read and care about what people read about him right so and there and there are company there are um uh companies out there internet companies out there that do that very very well um Panic Software's Cabal Sasser. He is uh, unbelievable with his uh, with his in tuneness to his customers and what he's doing and his transparency of what he's doing. Um, uh, Daniel Jalkitz uh, from uh, uh, Red Sweater Software, the guys who do Mars Edit. Also on Twitter, he's been using. He was using probably Twitter before he became, you know, did his stuff. So if you have something to do about Mars Edit, he'll come back to you. The guys who do our, our commenting system, Discus, they are in, unbelievable at replying to to uh, to Discus comments on on Twitter as well. So there there are people out there, but those are all, I would say, driven from the top down. You know, there's there's pe- the com- people who care at the top, and it, it, and it down. shows yeah. all the way down to the bottom of the company. Yeah, and it's it's rare. You don't see that very often. No, it's not. But I mean, there, there is one thing, though. I mean, as much as we're knocking everybody around, I mean, we also, and, and everybody take note, when something good happens, when we get great customer service, we also tell, tell our audience out there. We let it out. Like we do yeah. with Pentax. Yeah, like, and I'll be calling Pentax again very soon because I broke the, uh, the bracket off my 75300. Oh, you didn't do so. that, did you? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I knocked the camera. Um, I knocked the camera, and it was the lens was in. I never keep I never keep a big lens inside the camera, but I did this one time, and I knocked it, and and it just the the seventy five three hundred lens I have from Pentax is an FA lens. It's not a DA lens, therefore it doesn't have a metal mm. bracket. It has a carbon plastic bracket or something. I knocked it. It snapped. The camera's fine. The lens, all the lenses is fine, but it's the bracket ring, the K ring, the yeah. K mount. Where they um, so basically the K mount is a, is a unique to the, uh, to, the to, to the Pentax brand. And I just snapped it, so I need I need to get that fixed. I've no idea how, how much it's going to cost. You're not going to go for a glue up. job, though, right? You're going you're gonna to get a new part. No, I'm going to get them okay. to replace it. I'm going to get them to replace it completely. Um, and I'm actually going to call them up and ask them if they can put on a metal bracket on it because it's my is is that 75 300 is becoming my, one of my workhorse lenses. I use my 1855 and my 75 300. So I'm going to try and talk to these guys and see what they can do. And if they don't do anything, I'll have to save up and buy a DA lens, which is going to cost me four times the price, but. Will There's probably give me better results at the end of the day. I, photography is one of those kind of hobbies where you're just putting money down the drain all the time, but you get some good results out of it, you know. So we'll, we'll so see. Excited. But they are fantastic. Then they were awesome, and I will call them again. I have no problems calling them again, even if I'm the twit who keeps breaking stuff. I don't mind calling them and saying, "Guys, I screwed up again. What can we do?" We'll see. You're, what you're the perfect there. customer. Yes, he is. <laughs> I don't don't know about perfect customer. Keep breaking but stuff. If you treat me well. <laughs> well, yeah, that I do very often. But that's just because I'm like six foot four and ultimately clumsy, you know. So and and when things fall, they fall from a great height. So uh, so Eric's been very very quiet on this call. Yeah, sorry, Eric. He's afraid to move. You uh, <laughs> you afraid to move <laughs> down there on the floor? He's, he's afraid to speak. He's just sip, he's sipping his beer through a straw and. <laughs> Actually, right now it's intravenous. <laughs> are, are you all right there, big yes, guy? Yes, I'm still here. Still here, listening in. Because <laughs> we got we to prove to Alistair that you sound great. I again. do. I do sound awesome. You can probably just take bits of what I say and 
you know, throw it in everywhere. Well, that would just go against everything we said in the beginning of the show, though, right? What? What did we say uh, at the beginning of the show? I don't remember. <laughs> that we keep it raw and real? Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, but if ever we do decide to do like a time warp show where we go... Yeah, then we could... Yeah. Uh, how do we get back now? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought it out that far. I was hoping somebody okay. would have stayed behind. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Well, I'm just actually I'm just reading. Um, I'm just reading about. Um, I got got a, got a, a DM or an at reply on on the Two Fat Dads account from Addy, um, Adasaur nineteen. If you're not following on Twitter, you should. It's at Adasaur nineteen A D I S O R one nine. He's uh, going on about the uh, the Skyfire browser for the iPhone. Now, I don't know if you guys have, have heard about this. I, I, I've been following this loosely today, and basically what it is, it is a... Awesome. <laughs> it, it's down, by the way, so don't go looking for it right now, but it's going to go back up soon. So what it is, it's a browser that will transcode any kind of Flash video for your iPhone on the fly. Well, it's not really the browser that's going to transcode it. It's... Well, some, it's there's, like the service. There, yeah, using, their right? servers are you're gonna you're gonna basically make a request, and when it goes, everything will go through their servers, and on the way through, if they detect there's anything that's, um, um, so they're they're flash. monitoring everything that you're browsing. Well, you're browsing through their browser is, on purpose is for their that reason. website skyfire.gov.cia. <laughs> no, it's .nsa. <laughs> no, that's Skynet. Oh, sorry, no, no, that's Skynet. That's .nsa. Yeah. Have you been reading WikiLeaks again? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so this thing this thing transcodes stuff on the fly and basically what you what you um what you end up getting is them transcoding your porn for you so and that's basically what hadasaur is saying is that it's going to be the porn browser or he's calling it prawn uh so uh but i don't know we'll see we'll see how long it lasts on in the in the itunes store I it's like it was already uh, removed from the itunes store well, no, it's it's there, but it, the servers can't cope. So the the whole thing went down because everybody wanted it immediately, right. right? So everybody got on and started requesting for it, and they're getting five hundred ones. So now they're gonna they're gonna they, hopefully when they go back up, we'll see we'll see if Steve pulls it. Steve might just pull it all together. Well, yeah, because I thought I thought I read somewhere that they had pulled it. Oh, maybe they might have done that too just recently. But it's like when the uh, somebody put out a, an iDOS emulator, yeah. right? Which would allow you to run Windows uh, Windows three point one on your iPad. And, and and then the funny thing is, is that they were just talking about it on uh, this the Mac break last week, and halfway through the show, it got pulled off the uh, it got pulled off the iTunes store. So I don't think it's going to be us who's going to get it pulled out of the iTunes store, but I, I, I can imagine that by the time you hear this, yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling by the time you hear this, uh, Sky, uh, Skyfire, Skynet, whatever it's called, <laughs> will not be there. Starscream, <laughs> um, but that's a nice uh, reference there. <laughs> oh, very well played, Mister Magoo. But, but Opera was doing something similar to that, right? But, uh, Opera was was claimed to be the fastest browser, um, but basically all the 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 transcoding, all the processing was happening on their servers, and then they were feeding you a mobile version of whatever it is you wanted to browse. So people well, were I don't saying, know, you, I don't know if Opera was their servers. I think anybody could set up one of these Opera Turbo Opera server. servers, and you just you'd go through like the closest one or your request could be distributed over several of them. 
could be, but the problem with that is that you're handing over your uh, HTTPS banking information. Well, no, yes, your HTTPS request was actually not from the phone or the the, the terminal to your bank. It was actually being man in the middle by Opera's yeah. server. So theoretically, they would yep, they would exactly. see all the in the clear transmissions going to their server, and then they'd be negotiating the secure transaction for you. So uh, I don't have it installed. No, I and 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 that was it for me too. I mean, I, I, Opera I have on my. I mean, I'm a web developer, right? So I have to have every single browser. I still run Camino, even though nobody uses it, just to make sure stuff works in it, right? But Opera was one of those browsers where no matter how much I try to use it, I just can't get on with it. It's just there's something about it. Maybe I'm not no, finished like, enough. I don't like know what it is. It's like hitting a brick wall at 70 miles per hour. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not because it's, it's not. It's not IE bad. It's just that it's everything's. A little bit to yeah, the left. I guess. You know, it's just not like no, it's not. I, I never bright. got into it myself. I was never able to get. I can't. I can't. I can. I can. I can flick between Chrome and Safari and Firefox without issues. I have no problems. I go. I flux between the three of those depending on what I'm doing without an issue. And Camino. I mean, it's just. A, it's just another version of like Firefox, really. But um, well, Opera for you know, me and then was I, what got me into uh, to labels for email, like before Gmail. I was using the Opera Mail client, and they were the ones that did that. Like, you don't delete mail, you don't folder it, you just put a tag on it. And then, okay. you, like, you know, put as many tags as you want, you search your emails, like, exactly the way you use Gmail. That's what Opera was doing in their, their mail client. And so, it's, so maybe it's an innovation yeah. ground. Uh, maybe, maybe it's an well, innovation ground. I, I, maybe that's that's what Opera's for, but I can't use it. I, I well, can't Opera use makes it as an their money, user. right, on, on embedded browsers. Everywhere you look, well, like the one on the, I believe the one on the Wii is an Opera any browser. Any consumer electronic device that has a, a browser is running Opera, and that's usually why they're crap. Probably, <laughs> I don't know. We're getting. I mean, it's just like it's not supposed to be a live, a real time show. We're not broadcasting on UStream. I don't know how, but suddenly, uh, the Geek Cook is also saying that uh, I'm gonna have to read this first. So mind the uh, read it out loud so we can all participate. I have to be careful because we're, we're we're going for the clean tag, aren't we, this week? So <laughs> can't you pick that up in post when you add the rawness? Yeah, <laughs> the rawness. The one I had to your voice after I do all the cross processing <laughs> to make you sound normal again. Okay, so he's saying FaceTime uh, on, and he, he's he's badly typed this out. Obviously, he's had a few scotches himself. Way to uh, go! Basically, saying that 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 FaceTime your, is uh, also your email account's going to uh, be non-existent tomorrow. <laughs> No, he, funny enough, the geek cook is no longer my IT director. He's not allowed to touch mine. So as long as I don't, I, I don't piss off Adasaur, I'm fine. <laughs> and even if I did, that's that's you know inbox zero, anyways, right? So no, he's just going on about about between Skyfire and uh, and and FaceTime, you end up having the, the ultimate uh, the ultimate intimate companion. On, in your palm, which I thought your palm was that to begin with. So, um, guys, honestly, you know, there you go. You wanted me to say it, I've said it. Here you go. <laughs> we'll see if that makes it in post. So anyway, I don't know. Like we're going on about bad browsers and all that kind of stuff, and, and the app in the app store, and uh, and you know, somebody save me here. Oh, Superman, where are you now? Oh, well, Superman, where are you now? Are you talking <laughs> comics again? <laughs> we do that a lot, don't we? Well, yeah, apparently, apparently, we are streaming live. How some, you guy, some guy called MTL what? underscore Steve 
<laughs> You're twittering everything that we do. We've been scooped. <laughs> We've been scooped. We got Are you sure this is the real Magoo? We'll it's called Back idea. Channels. Back Channels. We should get a form going, eh? Anybody good with IRC? I'll set wow. up ICQ. Uh, and start <laughs> and start downloading LimeWire. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, Lime yeah, I Wire. They they shut down. No, they didn't shut down. Funny, Funny enough, they well, shut. Down. They shut down. Okay, so they shut yeah, down. They stopped their service, <laughs> and they're going to start up again once they negotiate with the record label. They will not negotiate. Just just hold tight. Don't, don't shut there's, your there's enough, your, your torrents or whatever your downloads down yet. They will resume. Okay, well, this if if you're if you're going to LimeWire to find yeah, torrents, you're doing wrong. it all wrong. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, and that's one thing I have to be careful of with this 15 megabit down, download speed. Eh? Is like I don't want to be torrenting too much because I saw some speeds the other night that were just hallucinating. Ah, <laughs> uh, the honeymoon phase. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> Until you get your first bill, Something right? Like what overages? <laughs> actually, speaking of first first bill, I for the first time ever, I actually bought extra um, uh, bandwidth because uh, I was figuring I was going to use Carbonite, uh, and there's a whole bunch of uh, family movies and stuff that I haven't pushed uh, to the cloud yet, just because it's three hundred three hundred gigs of you know DV <laughs> files or AVIs or wow all that. So I figured I'll start doing it bit by bit, and you know, for twelve bucks, I can buy thirty gigs of uh, capacity. So I said I'll start and you know see what happens. So I started with the uh, my i uh, iPhoto library, and um, when when you start with Carbonite, they give you like a two or three week trial, but they disable uh, audio files and you know basically mu- rich multimedia files because I guess they don't want to okay. commit too much backup capacity. Just while, while they're still wooing you, right? Um, but when you're a full out customer, they raise those um, restrictions. You can still manually force those files; it just won't automatically back them up. But when you become a full out uh, subscriber, uh, the only thing that you have to manually set is video files. So, anyways, I I, I uh, bought all this extra capacity to upload my iPhoto library, and I got a weird setup. I have a a sparse image, uh, well, because yeah, I want weird. my wife's profile to be able to add a- access, access them and not well. have uh, permission conflicts on the files. So it used to be that if she put put something in iPhoto, I would try to look at it, I would get permission violations. So the the sparse disk image is permissionless, so we can both add to it, but. It, it, make, it makes sense. It is but weird. It's, it's We're actually going to be mean, pushing I'm, it onto I'm, I'm one uh, off the sparse disk and just put it in my profile, and that'll be the end of it. Okay. Because I'm the curator of all the pictures in, in, in this household, but I every five-star photo goes up to Flickr, because I've got the pro account there, goes up to Flickr, and then basically it's in it's in big enough format, even if it's private or public, it doesn't matter. We put it, we can make it private, so just my, me and my wife can see them. Um, and and some family members, of course. They're not those kind of pictures, by the way, as, as we're going back into the prawn issue. Uh, but basically, she that, that's in a good enough format that she can do anything she needs to do with them, right? She can, she can even get them printed into small prints and whatnot. They're not the master originals. We keep those on the on in raw on the FireWire drive that we know I, I swap back and forth to work and stuff like that with. But uh, we found that the cloud has been yeah. very good for that. So it's it's another way of, of looking at it. I mean the Carbonite um, and and I've I have to say Carbonite are not sponsors of the show. 
yet. <laughs> We'd love to have them on board uh, if you're listening. But uh, but the carbonite the carbonite way that they can actually jump into they can actually jump into the bundle is actually pretty cool. You were explaining yeah, a, bit, hit a, a wall little bit of that, that last though, week because it. it when you when you see it, a carbonite says, "Yep, they can see inside the bundle, no problem." But when I look at it with the um, the browser they provide for it, all I see is it stops at the sparse disk image. I don't even see the iPhoto bundle, but it goes in and it finds it. The problem is, is you have to manually tell it re- upload video. Well, if I can't see the video inside, suddenly my forty nine gigabyte iPhoto bundle is only nineteen gigs because all the videos have been stripped out, and there's no way for me to add them yet. So I have to. So you're. you're, you're- you're storing videos inside iPhoto. Why not just store them in iMovie? Right, right. iPhoto just. Oh, no, these are the finished videos. Just the raw stuff that comes right off the uh, the 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 point and shoot camera. Yeah, the camera. So why don't put those in, into iMovie for for, for well, future projects? I, I, I'm very I'm very funny like that. Eh? I like to keep my videos in my in my in my movies folder, and I like to keep my music in my music folder, and my f- only photos in the photo folder iMovie sees inside iPhoto, so right now I haven't really had to uh, oh, that's cool. to play with my my workflow, I guess, because everything sees everything. So I guess the the right way to do it is to put movies in movies and you know um, pictures with pictures. But really, the family uses iPhoto all the time, uh, you know, and people come over, they, you know, nobody opens up iMovie to find stuff. So. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It would be it would be insane. It's like oh, trying to open up Final Cut Studio to uh, to to watch DVDs. Yeah. So so, anyways, uh, I, I've hit a bit of a hitch with Carbonite, and I think when if I pull it out of the um, the sparse disk, I might be able to solve that problem. But so far, my um, my plan isn't fully baked yet as far as getting everything up into the cloud. So it's it's tough, and it is like we're just, we're managing personal memories, right? You know, and the, and, the, and so it's like. You know, people might joke about it being, you know, like, oh well, there's, you know, like it's not financial data. Why are you guys so worried about? It? You can, you cannot have another wedding. <laughs> you know, like you can't have your first baby again. So, you know, like it. it Everybody is a hell I talk of a lot to in the important. office thinks and, I'm, uh, I'm mental for the, uh, you know, the, the, the Drobo having copies of everything, the the Lacey Drive having the time machine, the cloud having, you know, all the stuff, you know, backed up and, and all that. And I do way more than the average bear does. Yeah, they, they, they've obviously never had to send a well, fruit basket to anybody. <laughs> that, so. and, and the fact <laughs> is, is, my kids' first steps happened once, right? If that video gets exactly. lost, exactly. then, you know, I, I, I keep hearing my parents saying, I wish we had a camera, like a, a movie camera back when you guys were kids. Because I don't have those on video, right? I'd love to see my childhood through my parents' eyes on video. Well, my kids will have that. And, and, and we'll have that in our old age when we won't even have our and memories anymore, right? And they'll be able to use it against you during the lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny because my mom, when I, when I moved into, when I moved into my, my new house, um, my mom uh, came over with, a, with, a, with a sh- two shoe boxes full of these little... Um, they weren't Polaroids, but they were about the same size of them. I guess they're what you know—the old-fashioned little square cameras with square pictures with a round, oh, yeah. rounded corners. Yeah, the one ten. So, 
Okay, the 110. Yeah. She came over a bunch of 110s, and they were kind of yellowed, and they're kind of like this. But they were of me as a kid, and, you know, me with my uncles, and, 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 uh, and, and, and you know, me with my brothers and sisters, my favorite Lego sets, and all that kind of stuff. And it was, like, kind of crazy. This was me with my beaver hat, and, and stuff that I hadn't seen in, like, you know, at least 20, 20, 30 years in some cases. So they were... Uh, it was awesome. Right away, I went down and I, I sat there for about four or four and a half hours just scanning them all into the computer and then letting iPhoto clean them automatically. There was that when iPhoto first came out, that was one of the big features, right? We're going to automatically clean your photos, hit this button, and, every, and all the levels are get, get great. And it brings back, it removes the yellow, brings it back, and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny because it made me think back to, and I've always been a, a, an incredibly geeky early adopter of stuff. So uh, when I bought my uh, handspring visor edge, I don't know if that <laughs> rings any bells to anybody, but wow. it was a. Uh, it's, it's I'm a, not getting any younger. <laughs> it's, uh, it's 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 basically a, the the guys from Palm who 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 broke away and they created um, a Palm Pilot, but made it made it a hell of a lot cooler because they they put a sled on the back of it, and you could basically in that sled put expansion cards. So this is before we had SD cards in anything, before we had micro SD cards in anything. You had this like specialized uh, handspring sled. So the first thing I did is I went out and I bought myself the the Visor Edge uh, camera and then and then I was you know would go down the beach with 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 my wife and the kids since we're living in England so that we'd go to the beach quite often I take some some pictures of my of my daughter and I look back at them on my computer now because they, you know the I've had a, uh, a um, JPEG copies of these pictures forever and they're you know they're crap they're they're incredibly pixelated but they remind me of those little one ten pictures I have. Of me as a kid, they're they're as grainy or noisy or 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 like uh, badly captured as you could possibly imagine. But it's something that my daughter will be able to turn around to to to, to her friends or or when she's married and say, you know what? Like my dad had this camera when he was a kid, and 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 it took this crappy picture of me, and look how awful it is, you know. And and it might she might just think it's crap, and she might just have that same kind of sentimental memory I have because I, I guess being a bit of a photog, I'm I'm a little bit more attached to the old old format cameras. I think they're really great, and probably what makes Instagram so appealing to me. But it makes me, it, it brings, it, it, you know, it warms the heartstrings a little bit to have this kind of feeling there. So our kids are going to be the same way, except that it's going to be with this, 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 you know, these, these so-called, you know, 10 megapixel pictures we used to take <laughs> you know, when, when everybody's got the holograms in their palms and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah that's we, right. they'll be looking at their 4K pictures <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the retina mounted, uh, the actual retina in your eyeball mounted red cameras. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I can't uh, and, and people used to make fun of me all the time about, about the way, what I used to do to back up my stuff and, and trailing hard drives and, and you know you come in my house and I got this, this stack of hard drives and people go well, what the hell is going on over there? there and I'm like well you know I'm not Steve Magoo yet but I'm getting there <laughs> <laughs> it took me a long time to get to that point it took me uh, I'm a recovering five hard drive uh, on my desk kind of person yeah. and I, I realized it was just too much but uh, it took me a while to get past that right and to, to formulate a plan otherwise I was just throwing more discs 
Exactly. And and I'm, I'm staring at that now. I'm staring at I'm staring at the scratch disk, which I use for editing. And then I'm staring at the the two terabytes the two terabyte drives we have for the backup. So one terabyte for my backup, one terabyte for my wife's backup, plus a couple folders in there for apps and one for for other stuff. Then I have a couple of uh, of hard drive uh, of laptop hard drive hard drives and cases. I've got two of those sitting on the desk as well. They're all plugged into the Airport Extreme. It's crazy. Like like. Yeah, it's in, I, you know, honestly, I, I probably do need a drill Get yourself a good NAS. You know what? I can't get along with a NAS. I need, I need to hire an Adasaur or, uh, or, or an Eric to come around my house and just like freaking set it up and get it over with because me and the NAS, we conflict. And someone says, oh, well, you need to use a LTFS for the NAS or you need to use ZFS or you need to use UTFS. And I screw around with that for four hours, waste six hours of my weekend, and I don't get any further. And then the, in reality, my NAS drives are crap. You know, they're like, they're like 250 megs. What, what is that? That's nothing. You know, you need, you need terabyte drives in a Drobo. That's what you need these days. That's the standard. If you're listening get, at home, buy a Drobo. Get some nice bit of consumer electronics that's sealed shut, has a power plug and an Ethernet jack on the back, and that's it. Something by Apple. <laughs> no, Drobo's not made by Apple. It's made data robotics. So you can't give us the Apple crap about that one. It works on Linux. It works on Windows. And it works on Macs. So the data robotic, completely different company. It's just that it is itself a self... It, I would say that the, 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 the Drobo is probably the... Um, it's the MacBook of... Uh, or the iPhone or whatever, you, or whatever Ma- Apple product that you're bashing this week, Eric, of uh, storage. It is, it is easily. You look at it, there's a yellow light, uh-oh, that's about to fail. There's a red light, oh, it's failed. Pull that one, put a new one in, and you're done. You don't, you don't even have to turn it off. You never have to maintain it. Am I, am I, am I wrong in this, Steve? It's absolutely idiot-proof. Um, you don't do anything to it. You slide drives in, and it turns itself off when it's go- it goes quiet. When it, it re- realizes it needs to jump into action, takes a couple of seconds to spool up, and it's up and running. Um, and there's no configuring. There is nothing to configure, so it just works. Is, is it is it network? Because I know when I was shopping for a NAS, the Drobo was not a network device. You had to no. get a Drobo networker thing. Material. No, now now they actually have one that has. ESATA in the back, and they have another one that has Ethernet in the back. Yeah, and they have one that has like, there's a Pro, right? Drobo Pro that has, instead of having the four bays, it has like five or eight bays or something like that. Yep, and there is one that I'm going out on a limb. I know there's one that's networkable, and I think there's one that is a a SAN, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not SAN level yet. Maybe if uh, maybe if we get like uh, I don't know, 300,000 listeners, I'll get a SAN. But <laughs> you know, like it's uh, it, it is crazy. You know, like you you want to protect your your gear and you protect protect your your stuff you make. Um, that's insane. But you know, they do it, and it, it is it it really is it, it's idiot proof. You go in, you you plug it in, you pull it out, you know, you're done. And I kind of want those things. I, I have more peace of mind knowing that until the stuff's in the cloud. I have stuff on the uh, the Drobo and I have stuff on the MacBook, um, but until it's somewhere not in my house where they both can be stolen at the same time, I'm still a little reluctant to feel at ease that that stuff is um, backed up. Are you are you ba- are you doing local backups and taking them off site? Well, that's what the cloud's for, and I just have I got to take my backups off site. 
Yeah, so that's what I do. I, I, I bring one to work every 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 month. I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll bring one of my terabyte drives to work, and basically it sits there. Um, yeah. And and that's not great. I mean, it's good, but it's not great. You know, and it, at least, but it's off. It's out of my house. So the problem with that approach, and I've done it, is um, is do you keep doing it? Because I bought um, one Christmas. I bought these three sixteen gig Kingston thumb drives. At the time, we didn't have any video, so it was really just pictures and um, documents. Because that would last me three shoots. <laughs> yeah, but we got them like for four dollars or five dollars at Costco, was, right? And they came uh, in a big, huge pack. They're about seven times the size of the actual key. No, I think it was Future Shop or Best Buy, okay, but okay. it was on, on Boxing Day, and it was was I've never seen that price again. And our idea was to bring you know use them two at a time or one at a time to and bring them off site well we did that one year at uh, christmas time and the next christmas we realized you know what we probably should back up our stuff again so we, we just weren't into that and every sunday at the, we didn't even have the mac then um I, I used to do the um what's that uh, uh microsoft software that does the uh the backups there Sync toy. Every Sunday was my sync toy day, uh, where you know I back up everything, and that I did religiously. But for some reason, bringing this stuff off site, I just didn't have the discipline to do it. I kept forgetting; it, it wasn't in my uh, routine. No, and it's and hard that, too because you start unplugging stuff, plugging back in. Oh, did I do this one or you know whatever? Oh, hold on, maybe I need this in an extra week because I might have something I screwed up or something. So, I'm I'm with you. It's not great, you know. Uh, it's not a great. Uh, <laughs> it's not a great routine, um, and and then you 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 guys have one MacBook in the house, right? We have two yeah. now, and soon we're gonna have a kid's computer in the house too. So the girls are doing more and more stuff. They want to have they want to have their own machine. I'm trying to see if I can get get away with getting them onto an Ubuntu machine, um, especially since I can make it look like a Mac these days. Um, it just well, doesn't. That's, that's why you need the, That's why you need the server, the NAS drive, or, or a server. So everyone puts their stuff on there, right? Yeah, but they the NAS, the computer, but the problem was they get their their whatever it is they're working off the NAS drive, and then you back that up. Yeah, and 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 for the Ubuntu machine, it wouldn't be a problem. I could use a NAS drive, no problem. But my 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 issue with uh, with a NAS drive is trying to get, and this is this is where I need that geek to come in my house because it's a little bit above my level. Is I need somebody to come in and configure it to so I can also use it as a time machine backup because that in our house that's that's how we do our backups. Time machine. I mean, it, it screws up the podcast forever because it's always kicking in, but. Uh, but it, it's 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 we know that we we can go back in time two weeks and get that file we deleted you know, so that is our 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 issue these days you know and it's like okay do we need and then to get there how much is it going to cost us right and it, at the end of the day it's always a, it's always a price issue because you can do anything you want as long as you have a little bit of time and a lot of money, um, but it's like what is the best way to do it and how are you going to do it, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to find out. I would like to take one one day and 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 or one show and and go more into uh, the Eric's free NAS setup because that actually is, does sound quite interesting. A, it's Addy that's got the free NAS. I've got a ready NAS. You got a ready NAS. Addy has a yeah. free NAS. Well, maybe we'll get him on the show if we can. Think, uh, if we can stop I him watching watching Prawn on Skyfire. <laughs> um, that happens. There's uh, also got. Here's another shout out to uh, Alistair Moore. Okay, he's yes. also got a, a NAS at home. 
He, yeah. was, he was probably one of the first of one of us to to adopt the NAS. And he's he's pretty hardcore with the Linux as well. I mean, uh, I mean, he's actually running a um, um, he's running a Mac client inside his his Linux on on some kind of VM, which is quite impressive. He was telling me that that's how that's that's how he's syncing his wife's iPhone four. So uh, we'll have to we'll have to see if what we can do about getting getting Alistair online one day. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll maybe we'll have a dedicated free NAS, NAS ready NAS Drobo show, and we'll go more into details and and stuff like that. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And on that note, that's about all the time we have for for this week. I want to thank uh, thank the dads again for another great show. Uh, yeah. We want we wanted to keep it just within the dads this week. We still have Andre Nantel coming on the show in the next couple of weeks, um, talking to us about uh, Stratomatic Baseball, Dungeons and Dragons, and Yeast. Um, another futures and biotech joke there. If anybody didn't get it the first time around, I'm pointing it out a lot bigger this time. So <laughs> hope you'll join us on that show. Uh, big thank big thanks to uh, to our, our last preview guests uh steven hackett who you can follow on twitter at uh ismh and also uh pierre-luc Petitclair, you can follow at p luke and i know uh pierre-luc was at the samsung uh, galaxy tab launch tonight and so follow him on twitter over then you'll find out what's going on with that one he'll probably have a review on his site and maybe we'll get him back on the show and have a a, a review of the android uh, at one point the android's tablet uh, os and then revisit the year of the tablet uh so i want to thank the dads um as usual for for coming out and uh, sitting in the wendy house thank you uh, for sitting so still eric i appreciate it and i appreciate you staying up past your bedtime as well it really is well all appreciated you can follow eric he's at at schultzter that's s-c-h-u-l-t-z-t-e-r at schultzter you'll find that on the twofatdads.com website as well um he's all often twits about uh phones and uh and and linux stuff so thank you eric pleasure and a big thanks to uh, mr uh, magoo how are you uh, thank you very much and he'll follow him at uh, at mtl underscore steve uh you'll often hear him uh, flirting with uh, griffin tech and the rogers girls uh on the twitter thank you steve for the swag it's all lies <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that and that husky voice is Mr. Ben Not Kenobi. You can follow him. He's at Berg Forty Two. I don't know yeah. what your last Twitter count was up to, Ben, but has it increased at all in the last little while? Last Twitter count is one hundred and twenty-one. I'm following eighteen. I've got fifteen followers. Woo. Fifteen followers. We're still 15 not at twenty-five. Followers. We really uh, need to get uh, Ben up to that magic number. Uh, yeah, that's nice. great as well. And if you're <laughs> if you're doing Empire Avenue at all, if you're on EmpireAvenue.com, which is an Edmonton-based company, you can buy stock in Two Fat Dads. It's Two Fat DS. Uh, we'd love it if you bought all our stock and we could just retire. That would be awesome. Uh, if not, you can you can always look to that for uh, for different feeds of what we're doing and stuff like that. Follow us on the Twitter. It's at Two Fat Dads. I'm at Johnny Canuck um, or François Fortier if you like to see me in real time or real life or analog mode as i like to call it and uh, thank you very much for uh, for another great show guys we'll yes, see you next you. week we see you next time did eric leave already or did he pull that flash thing again i think he pulled that flash thing again no no he's still he's just sitting quietly you, you can move now eric it's okay Whew. i have another beer now yeah <laughs> have another beer you want some scotch instead you can have your first one i've got some nice glenn livid you could probably share now that yeah i know you're not going to spill it on the desk or anything <laughs> Oh, Sorry, Ben. That's what happens when you sit in and you're a manoir on the Richel Yeah. River. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me these things. No, that's not fair. Why don't you just go down to your wine cellar and give yourself something to drink? 
But because I don't do wine. No, but you did enough whining for all of us. <laughs> yes, that's a fact. <laughs> Anybody else see that one coming down the 40? <laughs>